pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are going to be bringing you the best in video game news, reviews, gossip, music and all that kind of thing. We've got gossip! Didn't you hear? It's true, every word. Everyone's talking about it. I didn't know. What a show this is going to be for you, Anne. It's going to take us about an hour, I think, about uh, 59 minutes. Not the gossip, obviously, unless... Well, it depends how, how good Anne's news section is. How good is it, Anne? Uh, 7 out of 10. All right, fair enough. Baba, how are we all doing then? All good? Pretty good. good week. What's yeah, been going I think on? so. Well, uh, we had our last our final mariochi before we go off to San Francisco. That Farewell, was a London. milestone. Goodbye, London. We'll Goodbye. see you in April. Uh, we did a lot of video game development, a bit of writing, a bit of school teaching. Where is it? You do lead a varied life, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he? Lot he's of, just, uh, he's lot a, of... a patchwork quilt of a man. <laughs> That's one of, uh, way of describing him. A lot of napping, lot of sleeping as well. So, right? you know, all kinds of things, all of the good stuff. And what have you been up to? Um, I found a hospital in London the other day that was uh, called the uh, something about the Lying In Hospital. Right, I know where that is. Yeah, so I feel like, I mean... It's near Waterloo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there. Maybe you found it. Just walked past it. Okay. What were you doing in Waterloo? That's a very good question. It's the gossip show. What she was up to. Goodness, believe it. Good. Well, thankfully, it's not just us uh, spreading scandalous (laughs) rumours across the airwaves for the next 58 minutes. Uh, We've got uh, a bit of culture for you two, actually, in the studio. No, high culture or low culture? High, very high indeed. The highest. Uh, We've got Dan Simpson, who's a poet. Hello, Dan. Good evening. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, high culture is pushing it, though, let's is be it? honest. Yeah, We're going to find out mm. later on, yeah. I guess. Uh, you're not just uh, you're, you're a poet with a specialty, aren't you? Yeah, I, I write a lot about video games. I put on various video game poetry events, as you can imagine. Very popular. What a coincidence you're here today. I know. Who the funk it, going to work out, isn't it? Good. Uh, what else have we got coming up then, Steve? Oh, we've got a feature. Right. Feature local news will be coming up later in the show. We've got stuff. some brilliant music, including one track written for One Life Left. What? Essentially, sort of, in a manner of speaking. And, yeah, that sort of thing. If you've heard the show before, it's, it's like that, but newer. Right. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, crack on with it then. Uh... Let's get going with Anne's news, shall we? It's 7.04 on Monday the 22nd of February. I'm Anne Scandlebury and this is the news. 
PlayStation VR will be out this autumn. That's according to GameStop CEO Paul Rains. In an interview with Fox News, he described it as a big launch. Also announced this week was the bundle price for the HTC Vive, which will be $200 more expensive than the Oculus Rift, but will come with everything you need to get started. Pre-orders start on the 29th of February. Welcome to the year of VR. It's going to bankrupt you. Um, do some maths for me, Anne. What's that in total for the Vive? Uh, like 550, 550. 550 pounds, 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 yeah, dollars. seven nine nine dollar, seven nine nine dollar, and it says it comes with everything, exactly, everything. So it's not, it doesn't though, it oh, doesn't, what? yeah, it doesn't though, does it, Anne? Doesn't it? Does no. it not? What doesn't it come what with? What doesn't include the computer, does oh, that's it? That's ridiculous, that's not everything, is yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> and not everybody else has been saying that, oh, it's got everything you need for seven nine nine, and, and you're, you're like... It doesn't know, does it? I believe that. I thought the dev kits actually do. I thought that right. that all ships with a computer included. Does it? Yeah. So this and this says it does, but it doesn't. You'll open the box on Christmas morning. Exactly. It includes everything. Wanting to escape from the humdrum of your of your Christmas lives. <laughs> no, but also don't be an early adopter and then leave it until Christmas morning to open it. Simon is an early adopter and he loves Christmas. Exactly. Every day's like Christmas. Every day. Christmas, will, Christmas will come early when the Vive arrives. I'll be like, I'll put the tree up and get the presents out and sit around there. And, and then, you'll, then you'll put your Vive on we'll and you'll put the on, yeah. tree up inside I'm ready. That. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm getting, I, even I'm getting confused with all this stuff, though. That's the thing. All the VRs. Autumn, um, autumn seems late. I thought it was spring. I thought they'd already said spring. Well, this is it. It's not been confirmed. This is just no. uh, Dave, Dave GameStop has, uh, has said Dave. it. Yeah. Um, he's reliable, Dave. He's yeah. A, he's a man on the Paul. inside. Dave Gamestop. Roger. <laughs> um, he said they, they, they haven't confirmed anything uh, quite yet. Can we not just text Brinley, who was on One Life Left a few months ago, and say, give us a nod. Oi. Give us yeah, a nod. He wouldn't do that, would he? Um, and then, uh, of course, there's Vive, Oculus, PlayStation. Did you see the uh, Gear VR uh, press conference yesterday? Was that with Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg sneaking past while everyone had their headsets on. <laughs> exactly. Wait, was he like, stealing our moves? It's our joke, isn't yeah. it? Exactly, that's what they should have done. They should it's have all... <laughs> <laughs> they should have left all the journalists in there. <laughs> so what's the matter with you, Samsung? Where's your sense of humour? Yeah, if you, uh, if you pre-order the Galaxy S7, you get a free Gear VR, Anne. That is tempting, isn't it? For £600. It? Pounds. Oh. <laughs> That's not free. Less tempting. Yeah. Mm. It's, all, it's, all, it's all kicking off. I still don't quite understand the vibe, I'll be honest with you. I have never played with one. I mean, you rave about yeah. it. And yeah. Those that have... Yeah, it's phenomenal. And I, I've said already that my ambition for GDC is to Get go one. home with, with a vibe. That's all, okay. all I want. Vive is astonishing. The others are great. I've, I've had fun with them, uh, them all. But Vive really, really made me think of, of exciting creative possibilities outside uh, outside of, of sort of tr- making traditional video games wrap around your face. They, um, what I learned from the Vive announcement was uh, what, the life, the, what, what the sensors are called. What are they called? Lighthouses. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice. nice. That's really? Good. Yeah. Did you not know that, Anne? No, I didn't know that. Dan, you're, you're yeah. nodding your head to your, your VR man. I, I've had a little go on the Oculus, uh, which is quite fun. I, I just, I mean, you say it comes with everything in the box. Does it come with, like, personal liability insurance for the myriad injuries that are going to happen? Particularly at Christmas. Oh. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No. I mean, it, it's a pricey of a story, really. You've <laughs> right. got to dig deeper yourself. Mm. Clever, right. clever uh, naming by HTC, of course, though, because you're more likely to write a poem about Vive than you are Oculus, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, I think if, I am. If, if you're doing a rhyme, because well, I don't I understand cool. what five is, right? Yeah, so yeah, that, that's immediately what you explore, don't you? Yeah. We've been, I've been finding that for Marioki, there's so many possibilities Alive. with vibe. Right, there's nothing for Oculus. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Can't rhyme that. You can now sign up for a sparkly named new Nintendo account. You'll need one of these to use the new range of smartphone apps, including Miitomo, which will launch in March. You can use your new Hotfire Nintendo account to pre-register for Miitomo. Pre-registering now will get you a platinum point. Gold and platinum points are the new reward system Nintendo is introducing. You earn them by buying stuff and playing stuff, and then you get discounts. This is all a very roundabout way of saying that if you want to use new Nintendo stuff, you better think up a new password. <laughs> Done it. Done it. Have you? There'll be no Byronic Man UK 2 for me <laughs> this time round on Nintendo. <laughs> um, I had a look at the site. It looks quite boring. I know it's only signing it's up, but it's, though, uh, it? Yeah. It, it just... Ugh. What are we going to get, though, with our Platinums? Your... <laughs> well, presumably, for all of the Platinums that you have 
saved for two and a half years, you'll be able to trade them in for a special amiibo. Come on. Like once. Are we still going to need to lie about what we think about things just to click through the pages? Do you ever do that with the Nintendo Stars? I got bored of the Stars very quickly. In order to get them, they would ask you loads of questions right. about it, and okay. you're like... <laughs> done, 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 done. And maybe that's why Nintendo are on the course they are maybe. right now. So, do, do you mind if we go make freemium games? <laughs> no, 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 no. Do what you want. Give me an amiibo. It's, it's tricky, though, because um, uh, we were talking last week about the Google Opinion rewards mm. thing. I have to remember what I've told them. <laughs> and it, I had a suspicious one come up yesterday, which just asked me how old I was. <laughs> what have I told them? Uh, yeah, and then it said, um, here are some questions. Uh, one of a possible seven. How old are you? Are you 18? to 20 da, 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 da. are you 30 or above and it was like yeah I, I think yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I would have gone for being that uh, so I put that and he said we've got no more questions for you <laughs> no more questions uh, yeah so I'm Bionic Man what are you going to be Anne what's your Nintendo I don't I don't know if I had one before no I don't and life left. I think I'd just be on be brand. You actually, well, because you, 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 you never had names on Nintendo services no. before. You were numbers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, you were friend codes, weren't you? That's, That's what you were. You were, you were that same idea. You did have, uh, you did have a login though for the original for the Nintendo Stars because right, okay. I was Steve for Edge. Oh, which puts a date on that, doesn't it? it? Right. What would you be now? I <laughs> Steve on his own crying. <laughs> <laughs> After being locked away for so long, Hideo Kojima is back out in the wild and chatting about his new studio, but not chatting about his time at Konomi or why he left. Speaking at Dice, he explained that he feels extremely free right now and that his studio is gearing up to make a big game with a small team for Sony. Speaking to GameSpot, he said of the game he wants to make, it's risky because we're just starting up, so it probably would be better to go with something smaller scale, maybe linear, but Sony is supporting us to make a big game that's edgy with a strong story that gives a lot of player, the player a lot of freedom with new elements, and I don't know if that's possible, but we'll see. <laughs> he's behaving like a man after a difficult breakup, isn't he? He's, he's going around, he's going around, going. I'm having a great yeah, time, having the yeah. best time. Here's me and my best friend JJ Abrams having a wonderful day. Don't feel any kind of heartbreak yeah, at all. You're absolutely right. I'm doing okay. Don't yeah. worry about me. Here's me in award ceremony. Konami couldn't be here tonight. Sorry about that, lol. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, um, you're absolutely right there. It's, I, I've lost track of what's what's going on and what's. Why well, keep including him in the news? Because I was like, is it is this news? Because he's interesting. He 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 has an air of mystique around him, mm. but also you know stuff he says is a bit. It's a bit. Uh, well, he's interesting, isn't he? He's got stuff to say. I mean, presumably he's going to be at GDC. <gasps> like because if he's putting himself out about it, and he wants to show he's having a good time. That'd be awkward when he runs into Konami because they'll be there too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Just, yeah. Hello, how are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm I fine. hope you're doing well. Fine, <laughs> fine. Yes, good. Look, looking very well. Yeah. Yes, I'm doing fine. Yeah. How are the children? Good. Um, so maybe we should have him on the show. Let's definitely try so and get him on the, on the show, show. But I want <laughs> the same time. The show. So maybe turning the Jeremy into Jeremy Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd uh, be good. Uh, no, what, my goal is that uh, we get a picture of the three of us on his account. Us, yeah, okay. us three and him right, on okay. his account. Uh, we can do that. Because yeah. uh, I saw today that Konami have blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> passive. <laughs> but you know, when you've got to move on, these things are passive. Konami have deleted their Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> saw them at the gym the other day. <laughs> If you're a fan of charity and Chrono Trigger and music, boy, have we got news for you. Over 200 musicians have got together to record a five-disc tribute album for Chrono Trigger with money from sales going to Doctors Without Borders. Each disc covers a different category, prehistory, antiquity, middle ages, present and ap... ap- I can't even say that say. one. So if you're feeling particularly <laughs> prehistoric, you can just listen to that one. The album is called Chronicles of Time, and really, if you like charity, Chrono Trigger, and music, we definitely recommend you check it out. What's what's How the word? How do you say it? Uh, uh, do you know what? I practiced this before. Did you? Hang on. Do you do that yeah, before the news? Sometimes. <laughs> Apo- Hideo Kojima. Apocalyptically. Did you say? I mean, I appreciate. Oh, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> apocalyptically is Apo- that what you're saying apocalyptic. apocalyptic and then i wanted to say apocalyptically but it's not oh, a real word okay. right. good. good anyway uh so i thought it was a nice thing that people were doing good things with video game stuff for charity <laughs> uh, in future though they should maybe not use <sighs> apocalyptic i can apocalyptic. say that every game is apocalyptic there was a mel gibson film wasn't there called apocalypto 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that their version of the future is just Apocalypse. That, yeah. That's it. No hope. No. Yeah, it was a good, um, that was a good Amiga game, actually, Apocalypse. Dystopia. Oh, XCOM Apocalypse. Oh, man. Oh, that as well, yeah. I, I don't care games. about uh, Chrono Trigger. No, I don't either. I don't care. I don't, I, a you certain type of person other things. really David cares. McCarthy liked it, didn't he? I've just texted Parco. Have you? <laughs> what does that say? Quickly? No, the one above that. Yeah, that's just that's a previous text. <laughs> Put your trousers on. <laughs> I've texted him. What do you think of Chrono Tricker? Okay. Quickly. <laughs> but, but he's that's, not helping us out is right he not? now. So. Uh, that's a good point. Also, in an effort to avoid talking about Chrono Trigger, um, if you are listening to the show live and we are mentioning other people, don't at them in all of a sudden on stuff that we're chatting about. It happened yeah. with Ben last week, didn't it? Yeah. And then and it was very confusing. Wasn't it confusing? And then, yeah, people will listen to the show and realise that we're saying things that we don't know what we're talking about. And yeah, mm. Or... Given that this is the gossip edition, mm. yeah. at people in randomly yes. where we're not talking about yes. them. That's a good say, idea. So if you are listening live, Ben, <laughs> I just heard something incredible yeah. about exactly at yeah. whoever yeah. on One Life Left. That's pick, good. Yeah, pick people with lots of followers. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, best one wins a prize. And finally, if we didn't already think the NHS was the best thing about this country, we would now. An image posted by NHS England showing how to treat yourself at home if you have the norovirus shows that after your symptoms have cleared up, you should stay at home and play video games for two days. The actual words say that you should just stay at home, but they come under a picture for a handheld console, so it seems pretty clear what the real message is. So, if you find yourself struck down by the puking and pooping bug, just think of the, me- the medically approved fun you'll be having once you're better. Is it back now, the norovirus? Is it? Back, back, back. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of, it does the rounds, doesn't it? Does it? Okay. And they're expecting, they're expecting it to happen. No, I'm looking forward to it. Then, if I'm oh, to play video yeah. games. For two days after. It's like, once you're better, you get a full two days just to play games. Uh, um, I was, um, my, my wife has been very, very ill recently. Yeah. She was off uh, work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How many games did she play? Well, I was working away, earning the pennies to keep us buying food and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was working away and then I got a, an email came through and it just said from Sony saying, thank you for your purchase. <laughs> Bought a Firewatch, didn't well, you? Well, it's NHS approved, Simon. NHS approved, yeah. yeah. No, I think nice of Sony to do to, that, though. Way to recover. Tell tales yeah. while she's exactly. ill. Exactly. Just go, uh, Simon. Listen, far be it from me, <laughs> far be it from me to get get tricky. Kate in trouble. But absolutely, it is tricky because the other thing is that I've you know I've I've been uh, flirting with illness recently, and uh, you know I'm a very conscientious worker. I rarely take sick days, but. Um, I've not been able to play enough Battlefront uh, these days. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of thought about going, well, you know, it's going to be difficult for me. But, but um, we, uh, I, I play with my work colleagues, and um, we all use the app, which alerts you when someone else is playing it. Then we sat there doing sales reports or whatever it is we do, and then someone's playing Battlefront. It's tricky these days, isn't it? it is. The olden days, you could get away with anything without somebody blurting it out on a radio show. Well, the, uh, the other thing that uh, Sony's emails used to do is uh, you'd get drunk, play SingStar, wake oh, up yeah, the next right. morning yeah, and then the right. emails of shame <laughs> what have you bought you've got to worry about doctors endorsing certain games though haven't you like you've got paid endorsements from bloggers and stuff like medically oh, paid yeah. endorsements yeah. of video games right. like what would doctors prescribe for different conditions interesting mm. we're going to need some time to think yeah. about that alright thanks Anne thanks Anne One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scamford
This is uh, this is Havoc, the Nano Loop live improvisation. Um, it's from chipmusic.org. You can find all of One Life Less brilliant music there, including the very special track we're going to play later in the show. Uh, Simon. Hello. What did you say about this? I said it sounded like it was stuck. But that's because uh, that's what the kids are into Is these it? days, yeah. They're all listening to this and watching YouTube, it's aren't called, they? It's called Nano Loop, Simon. Vlogging. It's called Nano Loop, and it's a live improvisation, so it's meant to be sort of variations on a theme. I think it's excellent, anyway. Well, uh, I didn't say I disliked it. No, of course. You were just worried, concerned exactly. for the quality of the yeah. show, because right. you thought it might be stuck and make sense. Ooh. Good that Scratchy. you're on that. It is, isn't it? <laughs> well, you got time to learn it. <laughs> it goes on for another four and a half minutes. Is it? I was at Screen Shake on Saturday. Should have mentioned that. I was doing a talk at uh, Belgium's brilliant Screen Shake. Got the Eurostar to Antwerp. Like a businessman. It's nice, yeah, like a businessman. Uh, what, uh, what were you talking about? I was talking about love. Are you doing that And one, violence. Have they not seen that in Belgium? No, that was my last date doing was that. Was it? So that was good. It's a really, really good video game festival. Totally recommend it. It's uh, full of lots of interesting things to hear and play. Uh, so Who yeah, else was talking? Go to that next year. Um, very old friend of the show, Mitu. Oh, yeah. She was on many years ago, wasn't she? She was. She was on she was uh, an Anne Life Left. Um, Didn't she live in America? Yeah. Yeah, she does. She lives in New York. In fact, no. you can go and... Uh, she, I saw on, on the old Facebook... Go she, look after a cat. Go look after a cat. Should we go and do that? Let's go yeah. look after Mitu's cats. Uh, can't do that, because Mitu and I had an argument... Oh, no. uh, ...about Twilight. Did you? She accused Twilight of being damaging to young women. She's right. And I said... <laughs> You're damaging yeah, to young but women. Team Edward or Team Jacob. Hit my chest a couple of times. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, also, uh, Shailesh was there. Shailesh Prabhu. He's uh, our, one of our new friends. He'll be on the show in at GDC. Can we go look yes. after his cats? Uh, well, uh, well, I don't think he has any. At, but there are plenty around in Mumbai, which is where he's from. Let's go to Mumbai. We should go there because it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and lots of other brilliant speakers. So yeah, excellent, excellent video game festival. Give it seven out of ten. Didn't book the karaoke though. Um, I think you did get in touch about the Mariochi. Tell us. Endermol. What? Yeah, did. Yeah, did. Do they want really? to be on Big Brother? <gasps> yes, God, email me tomorrow. Let's chat about it. Why didn't that figure in all, any other business before the show? Oh, you just remembered. Okay. <laughs> it's a big deal. Well, you told me to turn down the London Games Festival. You said you could only do it if they're paying. Yes. Yeah. Are they not paying? No, but they said we could be a part of it if we wanted for free. Endermol. No, London Games Festival. But what, what Endermol? I've got loads of cash. Um, yeah, no, sure. No, absolutely. Um, actually, the timing was wrong for the London Games Festival. Yes, yes and, and, the, and, the and the impayers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Endermol, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably answer that tomorrow. I didn't answer straight away. <laughs> it's good. Imagine if we all turned up Big Brother together, though. <laughs> Imagine that. And it was too late. They'd lock the doors. And then they would just sit about playing video games. We could say we've got the norovirus. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. Dan, have you got any cats? No, I wish I did, though. Do you? Mm. Yeah, we unfortunately not. Have a look, look around them. Um, how, do you, how do you become a video games poet? Uh, that's a good question. Um, so I got into poetry through performing, actually. Uh, I went to uni, did English, um, uh, and then kind of did like performing on the side, comedy and playwriting, all that sort of stuff. And then when I graduated, I found it's really hard to actually make anything because all your friends have gone. Uh, you don't have the resources <laughs> of a university. It's really tough. And I found poetry a really easy way to kind of get back into performing stuff. Um, and I started writing really silly poems about my dad being on Facebook, stuff like that. And uh, I found there was kind of this niche market for it. Um, and yeah, then it kind of writing about science and technology naturally led me to writing about video games. Okay, so you went from Facebook uh, initially through to... Uh, what? Um, how long ago was this then? That was about six or seven years ago. So PlayStation uh, I 2, I guess? Yeah, yeah a PS2, and then I was uh, Xbox 360. Right. Um, I was stuck with Xbox, but yeah. Um, so I kind of like writing about retro stuff a little bit more, actually. I know, it's a, it's a big mine for poetic imagery. Honestly, I know it sounds like a joke, it's not. <laughs> what was the, the reaction from the sort of wider uh, poetry scene, if there is one, for someone coming into There is one, and, and ambivalence, like when you, say you're doing, <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing anything. I'm doing a thing. Ah, really? um, that's kind of the poetic okay. reaction to things. Uh, 
Yeah, it, it's good. I mean, um, yeah, there's a few people writing about uh, video game stuff. There's a really good collection uh, from Psychic Books called Coin Opera 2, uh, which is just brilliant, introduced by Kieran Gillen. And it's just, yeah. He'll introduce anything, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> He'll introduce a paper bag. <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a recording of him introducing our show. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, yeah, okay, so there is some of this around, but uh, it's, mm. uh, it's, it's not the most popular subject matter. No, no, it's not. It's, poetry is a weird thing. I think there's this weird analogy between poetry and video games, actually, which people think poetry is kind of intellectual and elite and difficult to access, and I don't think poetry always does anything to help that. And I think video games are seen by a lot of people as, you know, childish or, uh, you know, not for them. And I think poetry and video games both have this thing, but actually, you put a good video, interesting video game in front of someone, same as poetry. Actually, people kind of like it more than you realise. So, I don't know, there seems to be this weird kind of uh, connection between poetry and poetry about video games, for sure. Where, uh, when you first started out, then were you just writing stuff for yourself? I, I guess I've I, always uh, had an audience in mind. I think right. that's one of the things um, people tell you, you know, write for you, um, in which case, great, you've got an audience of one. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, poetry should be a bit more popular than that. Uh, you know, video games are massively popular, so writing about them actually does open up people who are not used to it. Uh, one of the gigs I did at... Uh, uh, Geek Fest down in Margate okay. uh, a little while back. We had a load of indie game developers come in. I said, that's poetry. And they all started to leave. I said, no, 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 lock the doors, <laughs> kept them there. Uh, but yeah, I got four amazing poets on in this uh, gig called Grand Verse Quarto. See what we did there. And yeah, it was actually an amazing gig. They all stuck around. They got the references. It's quite nice. Don't have to explain all these niche stuff. And yeah, it was a really lovely gig. Um, so it can work, I think. Yeah, poetry is underrated at times. Okay. Where. Um uh, where, where, where can people hear your work then? So you talk mm. about Geek Fest, is, is there somewhere you do it regularly? There's, yeah, there's absolutely a scene around the UK and it's a growing one actually. Like, kind of the BBC have started covering spoken word a little bit more. Um, but yeah, there's like nights every every evening in London, uh, certainly around the UK. Uh, you know, you do the SoundCloud stuff, the YouTube stuff, all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I'm also published. Um, so yeah, you can kind of access this stuff anywhere really. That was a very casual yeah, drop. I, <laughs> way, I just... I'm also yeah, I yeah. Thank very you. Very good. Mm, thank you. Have you got your book there? Yes. I, I do, yeah. Would you want to hear something from yes, me? Yes, we do. Yes, okay. yes. Um, so uh, I did a show in Edinburgh a couple of years ago called We Are All Orange Ghosts, and it was about the orange ghost from Pac-Man. Oh. Yeah, you know, talk about niche of niche. But for me, the orange ghost from Pac-Man kind of represents what we're all like, because uh, he's very different to the other ghosts uh, in Pac-Man, which will become clear. So this is a poem uh, called We Are All Orange Ghosts. There are four ghosts in Pac-Man. A red one, a pink one, a blue one, and an orange one. I have a lot of sympathy for the orange ghost in Pac-Man. Their names in Japanese are Keibai, Pinkai, Ayasuke, and Gazuta. Translated, that means red guy, pink guy, blue guy, and slow guy. <laughs> slow guy, slow orange ghost. Their characteristics in Japanese are Oikake, Mashibusi, Kimagure, and Otoboke. Translated, that means chaser, ambusher, fickle, and stupid. Stupid, stupid, slow orange ghost. Other names they've been given are Urchin, Romp, Stylist, and Crybaby. Crybaby, stupid, slow, crybaby orange ghost. In America, they're called Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. <laughs> Clyde, stupid, slow, crybaby orange ghost who's not allowed to fit in with the other ghosts with a name that rhymes because you're rubbish, orange ghost. You were never good enough for the others' way. You always failed to get A grades in school and you never learnt to play guitar like you said you would. You were the odd one out in your family, mainly because you're orange. And now you're stuck in a dead-end job, pursuing a string of loveless relationships and paying for a mortgage on a house that you don't even like. But don't be blue. Because you can't be blue, can you, orange ghost? For one day you will show them orange ghost. You will break out of your shell like a little orange duckling. You will grow into a beautiful orange swan. Stretch your hopes as far as your wingspan and reach for the skies. Achieve flight on an airstream made of more than inert gas. An airstream made of fulfilled ambition and your own power. But if you don't, orange ghost then i will always be there for you and that's a pact man thank you so yeah that's kind Point of stuff out, that was before you weren't he wasn't reading from wasn't anything reading. no i can't even read when i'm reading the news <laughs> exactly <from> the <laughs> <laughs> well done oh thank you fantastic do you hmm. uh, so do you do you collect any of your works together anywhere yeah uh, so i've got a book out uh, which is called applied mathematics from the excellent burning eye uh, they publish um performance poets spoken word poets um yeah, it's out at the moment. You can get it through the Burning Eye website or my website. And where are you likely to be appearing this year? Oh, gosh. So I'm going to be up in Edinburgh again, up at the Fringe Festival. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, a show which I haven't got a title for, but it's going to be about technology, machines, and I guess kind of this mediated life we now live through screens. Um, so no doubt be some video, any excuse to put some video game poetry into a show. Uh, yeah, so I'll be up at the Fringe uh, during August and out and about in London, various nights I run.
Or just like if we bumped into you, maybe. Because oh. you know them off the top of I your know head. Quite, yeah, yeah. So if anyone bumped into you, you'd just be like, D- go on, do us one. Yeah, that, that does happen. And then you go, well, it's my job. So, um, <laughs> you know, I try to make a living from this thing. Um, so, and yeah, it's like the thing you were talking about earlier, like trying to get booked for something and not actually being offered a fee. People see art in this way. And this is kind of true, I, I guess, of the kind of things you guys are putting on. It's kind of time and effort and resources for us to do it. Um, so, yeah, it, it, trying to make a living from it is the next hard step. Mm. Where do you see um, video game poetry going then? Oh, um, I don't know where. It's, go, it's stay, staying where it is. Okay. I, think, <laughs> I think that's okay. I think it, the great thing about poetry and spoken word is it fits in with like, kind of any festival, any event. And this is why it's great to do video game type stuff. I did a job for the uh, National Museum of Scotland, their Game Masters exhibition. I crowdsourced a poem for them. So I went on Twitter and Facebook and through email. People sent me their video game memories, their like, stories from their childhood about playing video games, their favorite moments. And I kind of took all those, um, mashed them up, cut them together and came up with this big communal poem all about video games based on people's experiences. Um, so poetry is one of these beautiful things that fits in really well with other arts events and, and you know, even other video game events. And presumably you just have to play a lot of games as well. Oh, research. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, oh, it's so hard, man. Like, yeah, definitely. That's what my, my fiancé... Uh, so I tell my fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you ever so much for coming in. Um, we, how, how can people follow you personally? Are you on, are you on the, the Twitter? I am on the social medias. I am at Dan Simpson Poet on Twitter and Instagram, uh, where I'm kind of tweeting fake poems. I mean, you know you get like all these inspirational quotes on beautiful backdrops. Yes. I'm tweeting stuff like uh, fake poems, like uh, I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by Netflix and chill. Uh, and let us go then, you and I, for a cheeky Nando's. Stuff like that. So I'm doing that on Instagram, which is quite a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well as just Dan Simpson Poet. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. Injuries are piling up on the set of the latest reality TV game show that is based in the Green Hill Zone. Sonic at the Winter Olympics sees various minor characters from the Sonic games undertake lots of platform challenges on a slippy, slidey ice world. Unfortunately, many of the contestants haven't been trained long enough to cope with the reduced friction and have had to pull out through injury. Cream the Rabbit, Amy Rose and Knack the Weasel all came a cropper due to the ice on the Mobius loop. In the end, the show's producers got so desperate for guests that the green bean from Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine got the call up. Bookies have now placed him joint favourite with Blaze the Cat. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Uh, welcome back to One Life Left. This is the point in the show where normally I'd have played the letters jingle. You would have done, wouldn't you? I would have done, but this time I was doing something else. Now, though, I'm ready to play it. Thank you so much for your letters you've been sending us this week. Uh, as requested, you've been emailing throughout the week. It's been nice. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I'll start with Joe Carandy, uh, who wrote four days ago. Four days ago, this was, without anybody asking him to. So kind. Thanks, Joe. He says, hello, team and super special guest. I almost fell out of my chair last week when Tony Gallon gave Firewatch a glowing 7 out of 10 review. I agree that it's a great game and I love the story, but Tony did not mention anything about the performance or graphics issues on PlayStation 4. Campo Santo has since patched the big problems. However, it has been 10 days since release and I've already completed the game. With so many broken games being released, Street Fighter uh, 5, XCOM 2, Halo, Master Chief... I feel conflicted about who I should be scolding. The developer is responsible for testing and releasing a working game, but the journalist is responsible for reporting on how that game turned out. I propose that game journalists adopt a new style of review that addresses both gameplay and performance. What do you think? Would we end up right back where we started with a new set of irrelevant review scores, or could this be a new era in games where developers will be held accountable for their broken releases? My performance review for Firewatch would, for Firewatch would be... Terrible frame rates, slow load times, and many autosave glitches. 7 out of 10. Pip-pip, jokey! I have an opinion. Fire away, Steve. So, 15 years ago or so, when I was Steve or Edge, Edge magazine, uh, we used to talk about how reviews were nonsense 
and it's very very hard to assess a subjective medium with a single number and all of that sort of stuff and we did things to that end but we were also working on a proposal uh, that magazines should split up or our magazine should split reviews into two halves uh, each review should contain a technical assessment of the game is this a functional game do the mechanics work uh, as intended um, and you know uh, metrics how long is the game all that sort of stuff and also a subjective assessment of whether the game is any good or not. We took this from a, a cinema magazine called Sight and Sound, which does the same thing. We're going to do that in the magazine, and then unfortunately for various other reasons, the editorial staff kind of imploded at the right. magazine. We never got an opportunity. Could have happened. But recently, having played The Witness, I thought more and more this is the only way to do it, at least the only way that really, really counts, because The Witness, I think, is, as I mentioned last week on the show, is objectively a perfect game it does everything he wants to do it's flawless it doesn't break but subjectively i see lots and lots of people have problems with them some people are finding that quite hard to articulate others are writing quite interesting critical assessments but it's the only way i think that you know video games can can move on as a medium i've, I've found that by seeing seeing things about the division which go on and on about how beautiful the violence is and how <laughs> amazing all of the destruction is and how it's how it's you know it's brilliant 10 out of 10 for that kind of but really that shouldn't be what we're looking at assessing these days it's like looking at a movie and going oh yeah it's so you know the technical the cgi is brilliant it's the best movie ever we should be looking beyond that i think and so yeah basically i agree with everything he says in the letter well done here here um same. <laughs> Hi team and SSG. I've been reading a lot lately about going around games. Uh, how do you feel that uh, the term walking simulator seems to have overtaken going around as a piece of terminology? And what do you think of the idea of referring to that genre of games as interactive drama instead uh, since walking simulator is very reductive? Since you are the best video game radio show in the world, it seems like something you should settle for once and for all, don't you think? Thanks, as always, and keep up the good work. Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Uh, I think it's quite nice the way that sort of community has appropriated the pejorative walking simulator and used that. Although, obviously, I'd rather they were calling them going around games. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard other terms used as well. FPX. I know uh, there's one game developer who's trying to push that as, FPX yeah oh, first person experience, experience right, gotcha. as a term gotcha that sort of thing uh, I think generally the first name tends to stick yeah. and all of the PR surrounding you know positive and negative publicity surrounding the term walking simulator I think we're probably stuck with that uh, I love 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 walking sims obviously because I love 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 going around games um, and as soon as you start talking about first person experiences or interactive dramas then I start like I start thinking like this is proper art or something and so uh, I'm thinking like, well, um, you know, if, if, if you start calling them that, then people start thinking of them in slightly different terms. Um, and I start thinking of them more as like uh, in theatrical terms. And I really, really enjoy those things. And I really like that's where I sort of like start getting really uh, start getting really, really engaged with it like that. But going around walking sims, they're all... It's all the same. It's just a name, isn't I, it? I think it's. I think it's tricky, and it's. I've certainly been a mind shift for me in that um, I play video games in order to finish them, and with in inverted commas walking simulators you're like okay well if I just do this quickly I'll get to the end quicker and then I can have done that and actually it changed for me with everybody's gone to the rapture recently which I only, only played recently where um, you uh, if you just appreciate that actually you're there you know it's going to take as long as it takes mm. um, yeah you can you can really you know games don't have to be shooting and jumping and, and killing and no. stuff so yeah no, it's, it's good Dan you were nodding yeah I, I mean I love a good walking simulator like and, I mean I, then again does anybody want proper art in their video games uh, I don't know I think it's um, I think it's totally valid uh, and again yeah you approach you are approaching it from a theatrical point of view almost like a performing art rather than video game whatever genre you want to put on it um, and I think yeah kind of wandering around an interesting world like immersive theatre or something like that it just happens to be a virtual version of that you don't go around something by knee high and say you know oh, where, where's the monologues and where's the where well, am I supposed to clap? Like you just do it. Mm. Um, I think that's the same for walk, you know, walking simulators or whatever. Walkabout games. Just take them at face value. Good stuff, Dan. You've got a letter there. I do. Um, I should have a letter. Uh, <laughs> the 
There you go. Oh, there we go. So, sorry. So, dear team, seeing... Uh, I'm adding line breaks as I go, by the way. <laughs> dear team, seeing as my namesake from John Life Left is conspicuous in his absence, I feel obliged to fill the void. This is from John Maxwell, by the way. I wrote before Christmas about playing Rainbow Six Siege and scoring it a stunning 7 out of 10. I still haven't played much since. A game hasn't gripped me like this for a long, long time. It feels different to most competitive shooters that I avoid due to the dependence on team play. It's the most co-op-like game that isn't a co-op that I have come across, and it plays so well as a result. Despite Siege taking up too much of my free time, I finally got around to playing Gunpoint, Stealth, Wit, and some gorgeous tones on the saxophone. Most definitely a 7 out of 10. Tell Simon to put down Battlefront and have a whiz of Rainbow Six, but only if he has a friend or two to share the teamwork with. That's what I'm worried about. I see I have got Siege. Uh, I can't stop playing Battlefront, and I, I know the the, um, the the longer I leave Siege, the fewer people will be on the servers, <laughs> and then when I get there, it'll be empty, and everybody will have sieged <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Uh, yeah, I'd love to play it, Steve, with you uh, at some point. I'm out. It's got guns in it. <laughs> Done for the it. year, I'm afraid. Mm. Hello, team, and super special guest, writes Robert Wells. Well... I've started recording tracks for my chiptune album, and it occurs to me what I'm indulging in is a great example of what Gunpei Yokoi called lateral thinking with withered technology. I'm transmitting MIDI, a protocol standardised in 1983, to a Game Boy from 1990, um, and using its well-documented sound chip to make music. All of the problems I've had have been with getting a new laptop to send old-fashioned MIDI. When was the last time you were shocked when you plugged the complicated thing in and it just worked? For me, it was my Chromecast. I was, I, I'm continually astonished that, you know, I've just plugged this tiny little dongle inside my TV and suddenly I can be on any of my devices and just yeah. go, oh, I'm watching YouTube, just bugging that over there. Sorry, it's that. It's pretty good. I pretty, know. pretty good. And it seems complicated. Yeah. I couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Leave to Google. Must be. Um, I've sort of resigned myself to the opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a, a number of games at the moment for reasons I can't talk about, Anne. Um, and I've <laughs> just... gossip. I've just come to... Um, the realisation that you go okay cool I've got this game I'm playing on the Playstation 4 you stick it in 40 minutes before Mm. you can actually play anything it's Mm. it's just oh I mean it feels like we've gone sort of full cycle because that used to be the case with uh, Spectrum games and you'd load them (laughs) exactly yeah and and we're sat there and yeah it just yeah, it's just not. I don't know if you press for time, man. As I, you know, as I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I am. I am. Uh, you should take yeah. a sick day, Simon. No, I should take a sick day. Right? <laughs> Obviously, as a poet, super busy all the time. Uh, and you know, I only got my Xbox One in sort of November, uh, and I was like, right, I've got a day off, lovely. I'll turn it on. Four or five hours later, still waiting for the download. You know, the, the gigabytes on the software yeah. update. Because you know, it's a few operating systems out of date yeah. or whatever. Um, I think the last bit of tech I had that I just plugged in and worked is my N64. Right, yeah. I still got it. I plugged yeah. it in. I was just like amazed. I can play this straight away. That's why I haven't played the Xbox One very much. Um, so, uh, if you've got any more letters, by the way, uh, email at team at onelifeleft.com. Please do that. Throw in the week. Throw in the week. Yeah, it's really nice. nice. It's really, really, really good. Really nice. But Weasel Spoon, Robert Wells is not finished. He has what? a PS at the end of his letter. Okay. He says, PS, team. The austere medieval polyphony that Alex Fleetwood requested is here. And he's uh, he's uploaded to chipmusic.org uh, the, a piece of music that he's made using, <laughs> using the technique you described in his letter. Uh, and we've got it on the show right now.
Well done, Weasel Spoon. Well He's done. A talented young Amazing. man, isn't Amazing. he? This, we've got a lot of art in this show, haven't we? Do actually. Yeah. Um, also, that uh, gave me an idea for a game someone else should make. Mm. Eight bit Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth bit. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> you going to make games this year? Yeah. Is that your plan? Yeah. Well, there you go. Henry the Eighth bit. That's, gr- that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good, isn't it? It is good. Could be a bit emo, couldn't it? A bit sad. It could be an indie game. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. Anne Boleyn. I mean, they're all, none of them have happy endings, <laughs> really. Maybe no. the last one. No. Well, because her husband dies, so. Depends <laughs> <laughs> what she thought of him, really. Because he doesn't sound that great. Mm. I don't know. This is up to Henry you. Henry the Eighth bit. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, uh, copyright, one life left. Our lawyers are watching. Yeah. How do we meet Weasel Spoon? Oh, he he uh, he bid he bid on... on our party ticket, didn't he? Yeah. Talking of, of which, thank you so much for those that have bid this year for Residence FM's fundraiser. Um, I'm not sure how much he went for in the end, but we will have a uh, guest of the show who's out of our control. Not by invitation, Dan. Mm. Not like you, someone no. who's paying money to come on the show and talk about whatever they want, as long as it's Ofcom friendly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ofcom friendly. Thank you for that, and thank you to Curve Digital, who Aww. have given all of their games away this year on a format of your choice, plus a visit to the studio. Wow. Talk about the games industry and stuff. Imagine who they could be. By meet. one life left, Simon <laughs> Byron. He's going to take you around the chair. Well, That's good. Sure. And then uh, we, uh, the have Mariotti. You a, have you ever done a studio tour before? No. No, excited by it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, now, there is one other thing we are auctioning, which I think by the time the podcast goes up, that will still be on the auction site. And you should bid on that if you are going to GDC because. It's our last two. Uh, genuinely, our last two tickets to Mariotti in San Francisco this year. It's your last chance. Genuinely, of guaranteeing admission. The wait list is at 200, did it's you say? It's about 200. The capacity of the venue is around about 130. Yeah. So we have we could have sold this out several times several over. Times over. Um, we are going to do a thing where we open the doors at 9.30. So if anyone hasn't Hello. shown up for shown up for tickets or people have left already because they've seen us. What? <laughs> no, yeah. This isn't what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> or we're mean about their game and they stomp off. And we yeah. do expect that to be the case because at GDC there are lots of parties and people and have places to go. And we are very mean. mean. So people will be able to get in uh, from 9.30. So if you are going to GDC, you don't have a ticket, show up at 9.30 and you'll be able to buy a ticket on the door, we hope. However... Your only Guaranteed. way at this point of guaranteeing entry to Marioki is to bid on the Resonance FM fundraising auction. So go to eBay, search for Marioki. It's there, isn't it? It should <laughs> did be. You, no, it is. I looked this morning. Did you mean something else? <laughs> yeah, norm, no, normally it goes, did you mean... You couldn't be looking for that. <laughs> that, that exactly. Who wants Marie- to go there? <laughs> Who wants to go there? Because that's a woman's name, and maybe you're looking to buy her, uh, yeah, which exactly. you can't do yeah. because that's not yeah. legal. <laughs> uh, well, stop trying to search for it, then. <laughs> it's Google. <laughs> it's, cool. it's not Have me. Have their mind yet? <laughs> <laughs> and it's two tickets, and these are VIP. two VIP Vips. tickets, Vips. and currently they are an absolute bargain. So maybe even Steel. if you just bought some regular tickets and you want upgrade get these mm. there's still lots of other bits and bobs available on the Residence FM fundraiser page go to residencefm.com forward slash fundraiser loads and loads of good things yeah I was out bids and for some for some cheese tasting oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I was going to buy my wife uh, some cheese tasting for her birthday got yeah. out bid now how will she ever taste cheese <laughs> she won't that's it now that's the only chance to taste, taste the cheese <laughs>
This is Ixon and a relaxing desert night. It is quite relaxing. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. Um, and we are putting together our GDC schedule right now, aren't we? Yes, we are. For our are. podcast, because how many weeks away is it? Three, four, something like that? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not far. So we'll be, we'll be off, uh, off air for a week. But while we are in San Francisco, we'll be recording four, at least four podcasts mm-hmm. out there to be broadcast. So we get a month off. We here. do get a month well, off. <laughs> well, we, well, we put those out and um, you'll be able to hear what we get up to. If you want to be on the show while we're over there, you need to get in touch. Uh, email team at onelifeleft.com. Some people have already been in touch. I haven't got back to them yet because we don't have the thingy set up. But once we get that set up, you better believe I'm going to invite you to put yourself on the list. We'll be doing that this week and uh, yeah it's very very informal we have a have a little setup down the foot of the escalators it's and you can drop in get given a slot 15 minutes come on yeah. chat for a bit of that you'll be paired with somebody else it's a bit like speed dating yeah so informal sometimes we wear flip flops <laughs> you know you can too yeah do whatever you want uh, time for reviews maybe time for reviews uh, which means we're going to need the reviews theme not the apologies theme although maybe uh, who knows <laughs> All right, who wants to start? Go, Simon. I, I was going to no, point out, I, I did notice that you've listed the Apologies theme as part of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just think it's... These days, you never know. Keep it on there. Yeah, I've been... Uh, I played uh, The Witcher 3. Really? So you know what I joke about The Witcher? Uh, well, you know, what we <laughs> say about The Witcher is... Uh, like we say, it's, it's, it's an adult game, isn't Sexy. it? And um, we have a Marioki song about it, uh, to the tune of Venus, <laughs> um, which talks about what you can potentially... <laughs> you can potentially see... In the game, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> it start. It just starts off. It just starts. He's in a. Straight it starts off with a bath. The man what? Um, starts off in a bath. You're having a, a bath. There's a sexy lady around. You've oh got no clothes goodness. on. She's a magic lady. So she makes a. You're having a little bath, and then for a joke, the magic lady um, makes a magic creature slither into the bath between your legs. <laughs> like what? this is everything. This is everything. You I don't need a poet for the, sim- yeah. for the symbolism on that, do you? You don't. No. 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 She's just doing a little trick, though. It's not actually going right. to... Uh, and he goes, oh, you. And she goes, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game and sexy. Beautiful, sexy game. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm reasonably early on. Um, but uh, they've created a, a really... Um, I mean, obviously, the comparisons are with, are with uh, Skyrim. Uh, although, albeit this is in third person. But it does... I do wonder what how I would feel if I went back to Skyrim now. I think things clearly have moved on um this has got uh, a, a much more bustling world it's much it's dirtier it reminded me of the, of the lord of the rings in terms of the, the dirt under the fingernails um yeah it's uh, it's just great having it's it's um it's 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 really lovely it's got some excellent systems uh i'm excited about where it's gonna go it's very sexy Anne. um so i work with a lot of voice actors and it always comes up uh, that I do a radio show about video games and a lot of them also do uh, video game voiceover stuff and I was talking to one the other week about uh, she worked on The Witcher and I was like oh it's a sexy one <laughs> <laughs> and then she sort of like looked at me as though I might have more to say about it and I was like I've never played it I just know it's sexy, sexy. it is sexy yeah. honestly but you don't even have to play much of it and see the sexiness or you just load it up <laughs> I say load it you have to wait we have to wait 40 minutes <laughs> there you go uh, 7 out of 10 good uh, I have been playing Firewatch. So no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Well, I haven't finished it yet, so I can't spoil the end. Um, and so I was playing it with my boyfriend, and um, so the beginning uh, is feels very much like a text adventure. Uh, and there are certain choices you have to make in there, which, when you're sitting there with your partner could reflect badly on <laughs> how you feel like relationships uh, when they get tricky should go or might go um yeah it, just, it felt a bit close to the bone did, it, did you lie then <laughs> did you lie did you play in a different way no we both kept looking at each other and going what uh, but what should we do <laughs> <laughs> and then we kept going for the the safest option i just okay. wanted to Right. Do I want it to be reckless because I'm never going to be reckless in real life so I may as well do it in video games right. um, and so this is where I'm going to split the review in two <laughs> technically um, it didn't so we were playing it on Steam um, firstly we couldn't load it in, up to uh, have it shown on the projector and I don't know what that was to do with 
Uh, but it was just on the regular computer and not on oh, the big God, lovely how screen. Awful for you. It was annoying, right. actually. Uh, and secondly, we had the, the we had to turn the graphics down to low in order that it the the frame rate would. Um, be usable. What sort of laptop? I mean, I'd imagine you've got a pretty, a pretty great one, haven't you? Pretty great laptop. Well, it's a MacBook Air, so yes, it's an alright one. And it was, yes, that was quite annoying. But once it didn't seem to affect how beautiful it is, and it is beautiful. Uh, and once it was a, a smoother walk, um, then we started having a really, really lovely time uh, walking around. But there are a few things in there which it just feels quite annoying. Like you walk somewhere and then you're like, oh, I should get my map back out and see where I'm supposed to be going. Oh, it, it was where I actually was. There was a little sign there, but you're, you're not standing in, you're nev- not really standing in the right place. There's just a few things where it felt like it was a little bit too hard to do the very easy things, which made it a bit annoying. But of course, it is beautiful and thought provoking. And I got a bit scared at one bit. Uh, yeah, so it's it, like very atmospheric, and um, I am looking forward to continue playing it. And I'm probably going to review it again next week because I think we're just going to keep playing it. See how our relationship goes whilst playing that game. Uh, seven out of ten. Excellent. Um, okay, I have been playing a game called Sunburn. Any of you heard of Sunburn? No. Okay, so Sunburn is a uh, pixel platformer. Um, and you can see it looks a bit like that. It's adorable. Yeah. Can you see that? It's yeah. adorable little sprites. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, little cute. Cute little astronauts in space floating around. There's a little floating around um, dog, and they all have names, and they're uh, adorable. And the game uh, is uh, it's basically a pixel gravity platformer. So you're on little planets, and you have to jump through space from planet to planet and collect the members of your scattered crew on the way to the exit of the level, right? And then you complete the level. So it's a puzzle platformer. And it's nice, and it's adorable. However, the twist is uh, in the name, really. It's called Sunburn. And the game is set in a in a universe where your spaceship has blown up, um, and you're all... The reason you're crew met, uh, scattered on these planets and drifting in space is because you've all been ejected from this the ship and your situation is hopeless there is no chance of you surviving so the pitch is no one dies alone basically you have to jump into them collect them all together and then throw yourself into the <laughs> sun and it is adorable <laughs> and heartbreaking and i had to stop playing it even though it's all played out with like like perfect humor you know there's just something incredibly dark about it and you know actually personally affecting picking up these little guys who have names and the pet who has a name as well and they're all little sort of cute little pixel speech bubbles saying you know help don't i don't want to be alone and all of this and then you finally get them all and then you throw them all into the sun and they die and their little ghosts spiral up to wherever the ghosts go when they're in space right and it's yeah it's absolutely heartbreaking i thought it's brilliant as an art project that's half of half of my reviews seven out of ten but as a functional game, as a puzzle game, it was genuinely too punishing for me to keep playing. Because I've got feelings, you see, ladies. <laughs> um, seven out of ten. Dan, quickly. Uh, I've been playing Subterfuge, which is an incredible week-long submarine combat game. Plays more like a mix of Risk and Diplomacy, so much more like a board game than a video game. Uh, I thought it would be rubbish playing with strangers. It's the kind of thing that you think would be funny to betray your friends, but actually you get exactly the same experience. There's a chat window, you all make deals, you all make sort of uh, agreements and peace treaties, and then you massively break them and invade <laughs> each other. It's just glorious, and it will haunt your waking. It's, it's a thing you can play for like two or three minutes a day, but really it's playing in your head every moment of your waking and sleeping life. It is excellent. I highly advise you play it. Score? Uh, probably uh, 7 out of 10. Sunburn is on sale on uh, iOS and Android right now. So you should I saw I just had a look. It's three quid, though, currently. Oh, maybe it's gone up. Sorry. It's gone up. You should buy it anyway. Okay. Break your heart. Okay, thanks so Thank much you. for listening, thanks everybody. Thanks for coming, Dan. Uh, Thank you, Abby. Yes. We'll see you soon. We'll, we'll stay, stay in touch. Please do. Okay, we will uh, speak to you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.